0: Mm-hmm. The Angel Face Magic Hour. The Angel Face Magic Hour. Hey, what is up y'all? You are listening to the Angel Face Magic Hour. I'm your host, Grace Lannan. I'm a psychic medium and energy healer. And today I'm really excited to share this episode with you. We're going to be speaking with one of my favorite people. Her name is Sinead Cracknell. She is an Ireland-based intuitive healer, psychic, trauma coach, many titles, And I don't think any of those titles could sum up how amazing this woman is. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you. We recorded this a while back. We recorded this at like the end of March, beginning of April. So it's been several months and I don't know, for some reason I tried to put it out. It didn't feel like right. I tried to put it out. It didn't feel right. And so I trust in the timing and I trust in the signs and divine guidance and that is something that we talk a lot about today about trusting and knowing that your intuition is true and right and so here we are playing this episode for you now so it was really beautiful this morning I went and went for a long walk in the sun and I'm sweating a lot (laughs) recording this intro sitting at the cemetery maybe you can hear some little birds in the distance. But it's been a minute since we recorded, so I wanted to listen back and, you know, I listened back to all the episodes just to make sure there's no weird sound problems or maybe a file got deleted, you know, just to make sure. But when I listened back to this episode, I got so much juicy knowledge. It made me feel emotional. Sinead is quite the channel, like... Just listening to her speak is so powerful Um, and we talk a little bit about that on the episode as well. So you guys are in for a treat. We're talking about all sorts of things, but mainly we're talking about honoring ourselves and our um, boundaries and coming back into our body and knowing like, yeah, the signs are always all around. We don't need to seek so much externally. We need to come back into our body in order to expand psychically. Otherwise, we're just going to be floating around like a head in the sky. So that is something that is continuously important in my work is coming back into the body. And I do mention this a little bit in the episode, but for me, so much of my life was spent outside of my body. And once I started getting into this intuitive work, I realized how far out I had been for so long. So coming back into the body, realizing the body is not your enemy, realizing the body is not is your home, not your um, not only just your vessel, but this is a place that you are living through. So enjoy this episode. I know you all will. I'm going to put Sinead's um, information in the show notes so you can reach out to her, follow her on Instagram, check out some of the programs and offerings she is doing currently. And yeah, watch her stories on Instagram. I love I love seeing her face pop up and I just love to see what she's up to. So Sinead, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's been a dream sharing this conversation with you, and I can't wait for everyone to listen back. So, thank you so much. And before we get into the main episode, um, I just want to give you guys a couple of heads up on a couple of things we got going on over at Angel Face HQ. So, I want to let everyone know today, which is Wednesday, um, June 15th, the day this episode is going to air, I am starting a new meditation challenge. I do these every couple months. Um, This one is going to be seven days, and the theme is rebirth. So we are going to be meditating for seven days together, starting today on the theme of rebirth. So if you follow me on Instagram, just check out my stories each day this week so you can see what time we're gonna be live meditating. So tonight we're gonna be meditating together and then um, if you can join me live, I would love to see you. If you're not on Instagram, I'm also going to be uploading these meditations onto my YouTube channel and I'm going to be uploading the audio version of these meditations directly here on the podcast feed. So for those who aren't on Instagram or for those who love an audio meditation, you can just download the file to your phone and listen back whenever you'd like. But I encourage you to keep up the seven days of meditation just to see what has shifted, what has changed. So each meditation is going to be about 20 minutes to an hour, really depending on what wants to come through. We're going to be doing a little energy healing, a little breath work. And yeah, everything's on the theme of rebirth. So I'm very excited. My birthday is on the 20th. So next Monday, I'm going to be 32 years old. And I am a Gemini sun, Gemini moon, (laughs) many other Gemini placements in my chart if you listen to the astrology episode you might remember I have a lot of Gemini going on but um part of this challenge will be on my birthday and that's kind of a little bit of the inspiration between behind the theme of rebirth. But this has also been coming up a lot with my clients and a lot collectively. So I'm really excited to see what channels through and what comes through in this meditation challenge. If you've never meditated with me before, um, you are in for a treat. But basically, you're going to have your eyes closed or open. Find a cozy place to be if you can lie down. But if you download these episodes to your phone, you can also take the meditation with you on a walk, do whatever feels good to you. So I really am looking forward to that connection this week. The other thing I got going on right now in regards to my birthday is I'm hosting a sale on my one-on-one services, so Reiki sessions, readings, readings. The Celestial Journey and a new service, which is Breathwork, that I'm offering. All of those things are on super sale. They're going to be 44% off throughout this month if you use the code GEMINI. So I'll put that in the show notes. um, So you can just click the link. But basically, there'll be a little box with a coupon code. And you'll put GEMINI in all caps to receive the discount. So yeah, All that being said, I'm super excited. I have a lot of classes and stuff coming up, so I'll share with you more next week. So please enjoy this episode with Sinead before we get into it. There'll be a little word from our sponsor, and then I'll see you in the main conversation. Love you, mean it, and see you in a minute.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast. Today, we're talking with a really special guest. I'm so excited, Sinead. So I'll have you just introduce yourself to us, share a little bit about who you are and where you're located.
2: Hi, Grace. Thank you so much for having me. And hello to all the listeners that are tuning in. Uh, My name is Sinead Cracknell. Uh, I am located in Ireland and I am originally from just outside of London in the UK and I've just been guided to actually change my niche a little bit as the thought uh, tr- oh my god I can't even get the words out the psychic trauma coach so what I basically do is blend spirituality and science and trauma and all of those things and I help to empower others to overcome and heal from trauma and open their psychic abilities, um, understand spirituality um, from a very grounded and anchored space, uh, working with the body, working in a very embodied way. Um, Yeah, I could go on. There's so many things that I do. Uh, So to try and put it in and fit it into a nutshell, that's probably just about as much as I'm just going to leave it there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I met you. I don't know, it's been like almost two years. Um, and I got the pleasure of working with you doing some energy healing stuff, but it was just such a kismet synchronistic thing because I heard about you from Christina Rice, who Mm. is has a podcast. Blah blah, I've been listening to her podcast forever, but she mentioned like Rahani and energy healing and you, and then I just started following you, and I was like writing like because I kept hearing about Rohani and I was like oh I want to know I want to experience this and you sent me a message like oh I do Rohani I was like oh this person let me check out their work and then of course I know you have evolved into doing so many other things so it was like for me it was a really impactful experience we did like a couple different sessions um, and then you did a soul plan reading I don't know if you're still doing those but it's like you look at the person's birth information all these different symbols and get to really see like the inside like the inner workings of a person so it was super interesting to me to get like confirmations on things I kind of already knew about myself but to see it like written in this way and explained in an understandable way it was really helpful so it's just really cool to see like you know for for me looking at your work, it's very inspiring because you're always diving into yourself. It's not just like, okay, I do this one thing and I'll do it for the rest of my life. It's like, you're always expanding and like excavating and going deeper. And that's what makes a good healer practitioner is like being able to face some of those inner shit in order to help people, you know, do that work for themselves. So I just want to say thank you for the work that we did and thank oh, you for coming on so and talking with me. Oh,
2: you're so welcome. And you are absolutely right. Um 100% I think that it's so so important for any healer, anybody that's um working in service Uh, to support others they need to be doing their work they need to be doing that deep inner work they need to be doing the excavation they need to be diving deeper they need to my opinion need to know themselves inside and out as much as they can consciously obviously we all have blind spots and we don't know what's in our unconscious and that's exactly why we need to be working with others as well to help us do that so they can reveal the blind spots because they're just like everybody around us is a mirror so if you have somebody who's kind of 10 steps ahead of you who can reflect back to you uh parts of you that you may not be aware of that's really going to be illuminating for you to be able to then expand even more into who you are and who you came here to be and the soul plan readings I do them occasionally um they are so powerful you're absolutely right and I think that for many people many clients that I've um facilitated the readings for is that it did give them a lot of clarity but it was also it opened them up so much to other aspects of themselves like that mirror piece that reflection and kind of unveiling parts of themselves that were hidden so And obviously with the symbols and everything else that are kind of combined with that, they do get that energetic activation on the DNA and a cellular level. So it's like this truly amazing gift to be able to see what your soul came into this world, you know, came into your human, like what you came here for, what challenges you were supposed to go through or are still supposed to be going through and who you came here to be. Uh, such a beautiful, beautiful um, modality to be able to help others seriously, and I do love, I do love this this offering. Um, but it's something again, it's uh, something that I do occasionally. It's not something that I kind of tend to do all the time now. Um, I'm I'm kind of guided by spirit as to when to offer these it's almost like I'm getting the download like the collective or whoever it is that's you know in my audience in my community they're 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 looking for answers because this is really almost like when people find me not just for soul pound readings they find me for a reason you know I'm quite um a triggering person. I'm a manifester <laughs> in uh, human design. So I'm a little bit like Marmite. People either love me or hate me. There's this thing about the manifestors having this really repelling aura, but I like to see this as the, their genius, where they're actually filtering out the energies of others that are supposed to be kind of around them or not around them. So this is how we find our people.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that can be like, catal- like a catalyst for certain people, like it can move them into their next phase or it can show them where they're, you know, maybe not wanting to change.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Massively, massively, massively. I'm very much that initiator of change. Um, My gene keys actually very similar to my uh, human design uh, goes into the fact that I am an, an initiator, but I'm also like a, an agent of positive shock, which really describes me very well because mm. the people that do tend to work with me, it's almost like, oh, okay. And then they take, it's almost like the, my energy kind of um, provokes them into taking action, but in a really positive way.
1: I feel that definitely. I know too, like when we did our sessions, dragons came up a lot in in my healing session and I just wanted to tell you that I have been connecting with them I had um, like a regression kind of journey that I did where I connected with this one dragon guide they displayed themselves to me as like a purple green color and I was like thinking back to how you mentioned there's all these dragons around me I was like okay like that's that's them so I have been exploring that a little bit so it's been pretty interesting.
2: (laughs) Dragon energy is so powerful Um, this is the one thing that I have been learning to master as well as the connection with my dragons because they can become quite if you don't know how to master them and master their energy, they're quite unruly. (laughs) They were like kind of you ask them to do something for you and it will be done with to the extreme. So it's almost like kind of just toning it down a little bit, knowing how to speak to them um, and just really creating that connection. Um, And I'm actually sensing mine around me right now as well as I'm speaking about this. I don't often... I think sometimes they get quite upset because I don't speak to them as much as I could do. Um that's the same. why they're being
1: brought up right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is it's, the, it's the same with my guides also, is that I know that I could sit down and spend time connecting with them, like intentionally connecting with them. And I don't. I don't do that. I, I just, you know, as and when I'll ask them to come through, I'll ask for signs or I'll ask, I, I just, I have very um, clear, clear audience, clear sentient like all the Claire's. Um, but there's something within me and I don't know whether you can relate to this, but there's a part of me and it's like, I don't want to become codependent with my guides to give me the answers for fucking everything in my life. I know how I have free will. And maybe that's, Quite um, I don't know, an interesting trait or a different, an interesting concept to actually think about is that you know when we're asking our guides for all the guidance, are we being codependent in a codependent relationship with them, and we don't actually trust ourselves? Because I think that so much of like I I feel like we're we're always being divided, divinely guided, regardless of whether we sit there take. time out and have a conversation with their guides and ask them questions I think it just happens naturally and organically and it's not necessarily something that you have to do every single fucking day and I think that in the spiritual um community it's like no you have to sit down you have to have connection time you have to spend time with them you have to create this relationship and yes you do you you can if you want to but it's not something that that you necessarily have to do that if you trust fully trust that you're being divinely guided at all times then any of those kind of downloads any of those intuitive nudges any of those kind of um words or thoughts or whatever visions or whatever that's coming through through for you so much of the time it's it's them i agree i think like i think for
1: me what i'm trying to get better at is just asking like my body so that I know, okay, I'll use my body as a pendulum or just try to connect with my gut intuition because I do feel like it's easy to get to that place of like, hey, what's up? Like, give me the thing. And then you get the information. And yeah, that it's still a part of you in some ways, but it's an external part of you. So I think some personalities can get really dependent. Like I could definitely see myself getting dependent on that type of External input. Um, so I have been trying to work on that, like to know they're always there. It does, you don't need like, like it's really cool to get those signs and confirmation. Like you see something in your real reality with your regular eyes. <laughs> that's exciting, but it doesn't mean that's not happening all the time anyway.
2: Exactly. And you hit the nail on that head there, Grace. And this is the way that I've work you know it's been a journey to get this at this point because when you and I first met it was very much all about the healing and it was all very cognitive very psychological very kind of mental body processing but for me and emotional body processing but for me now the way that I work is very much to do with the body and connecting with the intuition and the body Um because our intuition is in our body that's where the wisdom is and I think that when people are you know come into this Realm of spirituality and learn about all of these healers and psychics and mediums and everything else, they want in and they think that, oh my God, they're connecting with stuff that's outside of them that's up there in the, you know, multiverse and all these different realms. And I want to, I want to get up there. And actually, a lot of us in our lives are already living up there and dissociating through trauma and conditioning and fucking God knows what else. (laughs) Yeah. But to actually really, you know, to, to expand your gifts, to open up your, you know, your intuitive abilities, to fully trust that you're being divinely guided. This is where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tapping on my chest right now. I'm tapping to my body. This is, this is what we need to get to know. This is the part that we need to master because we're in earth school. We came here to master the human.
1: Do you hear that car honking? That's our, our confirmation.
2: that spirit going on yes
1: yes well I agree and I think it's so easy to get into like you know I think it's cool like I'm always trying to develop further like my mediumship and things like that but it can become like an addiction almost another way to just disassociate like you said like to further like live outside of your current reality And for some people that can be unhealthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. to completely tap out of what you, you know, of all of who you are. And it's, I think this is very, I don't want to start using the terminology around star seeds and, and everything else. I'm just going to keep it real. And I think that when, when you experience trauma, which fucking, Practically, oh, by the way, I swear a lot, and I hope that's okay with your. Little, oh, that's with you. you We're listeners. used to yeah. over
1: here. <laughs> oh, that's
2: cool. <laughs> when the human experience, okay, all of us have been exposed to some form of traumatic event. And in that traumatic event or during that traumatic event, it's likely that we may have dissociated, not everybody. Um, and that dissociation is literally almost like escaping the body because actually what's going on. Uh, It's a way of the body protecting you uh, and your brain protecting you, but escaping the body because it's safer to do so. And so we create this attachment with being outside of our bodies. So to actually come back down, and this is how I I speak on this because this is exactly how I was. Like It was so much easier for me to fucking live outside of my body, um, to be dissociated, to escape, because every single memory of everything that I'd ever been through is in my body as it is in yours as it is in you know everybody that's listening to this right now that's where the trauma is and that can be really fucking hard and painful and you know vulnerable and difficult challenging to navigate so when it comes to opening our spiritual gifts like who doesn't want to fucking get outside of their bodies and go and explore in the stars and travel dimensions and meet all these different light beings and everything else it feels like home because it's safe because being in the body doesn't feel safe.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think for me, like for so much of my life, I was outside of my body and it really took like learning about energy healing and things like that was almost a catalyst for me to understand how the body works and actually be grounded. Like I didn't realize like even just standing, I'm like, floating around (laughs) and it took a really long time for me to understand what that means like to be in the body and that's still something I'm like working on is releasing and I had a lot of physical pain in my body so it was a not a fun place to be and you know other traumatic experiences make it easy for it's like we hop we just hop outside the body or floating around and It takes a long time to understand how we can bring those things back inside of us without it causing more pain. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think that the body tends to communicate through physical pain. It tends to communicate memories. It tends to communicate I need some attention. I need you to kind of notice me. I'm here. Um, And this can, you know, not all physical symptoms are rooted in accidents or anything like that a lot of physical symptoms are rooted in emotional wounds and trauma um and if you know if we're constantly outside of the body traveling to the astral realms doing whatever we want the body's going to get louder and louder and louder until it goes actually you came here to be human i am your body i am the vessel that your, your soul is you know holding nurturing. Um, And if you don't pay attention to me, the longer you're up there, the less, you know, it's almost as if like, I need love, I need you to see me, I need you to notice me, I need you to pay attention. Um, And I can't have you going up there and not coming fully back down into me because I'm your home. And that's what it is. That's, that's, you know, the body is home regardless of where you're fucking living what location you're living in the body is home and this actually kind of leads on to you know we were talking earlier today is the first year anniversary of me moving to Ireland and ever since I was a child I always wanted to move here and um, it always felt like home always felt like home and I had this burning desire to move here like years and years for years and years and years and (sighs) that in that time between childhood and now um, I'm in my (laughs) forties and there has been so many occasions and traumatic events where I've literally escaped my body and wanted to stay there and coming back to Ireland and actually living here it's almost as if I've learned to embrace my home in a completely new and different way so It still feels like home. Ireland still feels like home. But so now does my body too.
1: That's beautiful. Where in Ireland are you?
2: I'm on the West Coast in County Galway. So on the Wild Atlantic Way, just on the Atlantic Ocean.
1: And you spend a lot. I've been seeing your stories on Instagram. You've been going out and swimming in the freezing cold water.
2: Yes. Yes. When I arrived, I was like, Irish people are fucking crazy. Look at them out there in the freezing cold water. (laughs) I could never do that at eight o'clock in the morning or whenever it's just like, no, that's definitely not for me. You'd never catch me out doing that. And now I'm by the sea every single day. I don't go in every single day, but I do go in. Um, And yes, it is fucking freezing, but the aliveness that you feel after a cold sea dip or swim is just like nothing nothing compares
1: okay. so tell us like what does a typical like day look like for you because I feel like you're always doing different stuff
2: I'm not a typical day for me has to involve a lot of rest I like to preserve my energy. I like to rest a lot. Um, when And I think this has a lot to do with, we mentioned earlier about being a manifestor in human design. It's like, I have these urges. When I get the urges, I create, I do things. And then when I don't, I just follow what my body's telling me to do. And a lot of the time it's to rest, to preserve my energy. Um, and that's something that I've kind of mastered as well, being here, because there's been a lot of... Um, a lot of stuff coming up for this last year. It took quite a lot. It was very challenging to actually get here. And then once I was here, it was like, okay, there's so much now that I have to, or I get to kind of move through as well. There was a lot of, and I'm still moving through it, ancestral healing. Um, my dad died last year. Uh, just just sexual trauma. Um, so many different layers kept coming up. Um, and stuff that I hadn't really thought about and I wasn't really aware of. Um, so I'm kind of deviating off the question that you asked me.
1: (laughs) No, that's okay. We can go anywhere we want to. (laughs) So
2: what do I do? So, okay. Now everybody knows everything about my life. Well, no, not really. But (laughs) my day, my typical day, right in the morning, I was never one for morning routines um, but this is something that I started the turn of this year is to have a non-negotiable morning routine whereby I wake up in the morning, I kind of ground myself in my body, call cool back all my energy after being in sleep in the dream world. Um, my feet touch the ground. <laughs> and I spend probably about half an hour, excuse me, about half an hour just. Being with myself. And in that half an hour, it could be that I do some yoga, I could do some chanting, I might meditate, I might do a bit of breath work. Um, I might feel really creative and write something. Um it doesn't look any particular way, it's just how am I feeling in that moment in the morning? What is it that my body needs when I get up? Um, and I have a daughter, and it's just the two of us, so I then obviously tend to her, take help, her help her do whatever
1: she needs because she's like and what she's nine ten something she's like that?
2: ten now ten. she's ten yeah and i think so
1: she's becoming more independent i'm sure
2: she has become so independent since we got here and it's so beautiful to watch um because she's so mothering and um it's nice to see her becoming her own little woman <laughs> Uh but that are you guys like
1: challenges. making uh neighborhood friends and
2: stuff? She has dozens of friends. Yes. <laughs> good Oh my good God. Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. It's really beautiful. So yeah, after you know, after she's tended to dropped off to school, <clears throat> I then feel like at that point I need to rest. So I go and ground my energy, come home, lay down, sleep if I feel I need to, meditate if I feel I need to. And then do some work, rest, do something else, rest. And it's almost like just this burst of energy or this urge. And then I have to rest. And it's, it's literally a little bit like a roller coaster, but not with the you know dramatic highs and the lows. But it's taken me a while to get used to that and to embody that flow as well.
1: Do you feel like it's more natural just to keep going?
2: I think... I think I used to, until I came here, it became more apparent when I like, as I became more kind of connected with my body, um, it was like, I get to honor her in a way that I'd never honored her before and listen to her the way that I'd never listened to her before. And what I noticed, and it's almost like a little bit of trial and error. What I noticed when I was trying to keep going and do all the things and do things like, you know, the same as other people, that's when I would physically burn out, Mm. literally burn out. And I experienced that last year when I was trying to do something that, um, with other people around me in the business. And I was like, Oh, well I have to do it their way. I have to show up now. I have to do this. I have to do that. And (laughs) about two, three weeks, I was like, fuck that man. I was in bed for about a week and I couldn't move because it was complete burnout, but it was a lesson. And it was an opportunity to learn that actually, I don't have to do everything everybody else's way, I get to do things my fucking way. And I get to honor myself where I'm at in every single moment.
1: And I think oftentimes, that's like, what is more successful is, you know, the way that works for you, because people can see that whether they know they're seeing that or not, they can see Oh, this is enjoyable for you this is like this is your creativity and your ideas rather than like you know having to do a certain timing or certain way which is really easy to get into because the comparison
2: (laughs) yeah of course and as somebody I mean I didn't I kind of worked part-time um here and there in um in the last kind of 18 years, but I never actually had a full-time job. I never even thought that I would be working again. And I never, there was a part of me that never really believed that I'd have my own business. And when I did think about having my own business, I thought I was going to be a counselor. So a therapist, uh, because I was studying to become a therapist. And then within the last two years, I completely changed my mind, dropped out of of, um, uh, college uh, to pursue a career in energy healing and coaching and became an entrepreneur without even realizing what I was getting myself into. And that was the biggest learning curve ever. When you come into entrepreneurship, it's like, if you have not dealt with your shit, you are going to be faced with your shit. So you're going to have to deal with it, whether you like it or not.
1: Yeah, I think it's like, you can't and you can't, it's not like you can't, but it's very, if you're coming from a soul place, a place that you're coming from your heart, it's really hard to be successful without like examining the ways that you're holding yourself back, which <laughs> become very obvious.
2: And when you do start out in entrepreneurship, it's like, and you've never had that experience before, it, you do look to others you know, who are leading by example. Oh, so this is, this person's doing it this way. So therefore I must do it this way. And this person's doing it that way. So therefore I must do it that way. And you can go into that comparisonitis, that imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. Um, I'm a fraud because of X, Y, Z. I don't know enough. All of those, you know, all of these tendencies come up, all of these limiting beliefs come up. And that's why I'm saying, you know, if you have, if you're not face your shit, you're going to start to face your shit face you're gonna have to face it when you start a business and that was the thing is that I that's what I was doing a lot of the time it's like well I have to do it that way I have to it has to be a A certain way, otherwise, I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to have clients. I'm not going to, you know, I like looking at really pretty um, aesthetics on Instagram, or I love the way that they share things in their posts. And oh, I've got to do it that way because they're really successful, they're earning shit tons of money, they've got loads of clients, and they're in, you know, they're being of service. So, therefore, I have to do it the same thing. I have to do exactly the same thing if I want the same results. And it's utter bullshit. It really is. We get to carve our own paths and do things our way. Because if we don't, that's when we come up with those physical illness, the symptoms, you know, all of those things. We're literally, and this brings us back to being in the body, trusting our own inner wisdom, not looking outside of ourselves for guidance constantly, knowing that you and trusting that you are always being divinely guided and having faith in that.
1: Yeah. I think sometimes even for, for me, like it's the idea of like, okay, I'm going to put this offering out there and not even that, oh, this offering isn't good enough, but like, is this the right time? Are people going to sign up? Like, should I do it on a different day? Because maybe that'll work for different people. Like thinking about the audience and, or the clients before myself being like okay this is what works for me this is this type of thing I like to do I want it to be this way and knowing that like I don't have to compromise and I think for me too like I came from doing beauty stuff like facials waxing it's very much bend over fucking backwards for the client if you don't you're going to lose them and you're going to make a bad like impression of yourself rather than this is my availability this is what I do which is a lot easier to do in this realm of like it's my business but it's really easy to take those like old ideas that aren't even mine and put them into this business when that isn't what makes me happy.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's also around um It's not necessarily to do with, you know, employment and where you last worked. Either it could could also be related to childhood and people-pleasing tendencies to kind of really, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But uh, you're absolutely right, is that the customer is always right. And the customer, you know, the customer comes first and they have to get everything that they want. When in actual fact, yes, it is your business. And when you maintain that authority in your business people will come to you, you're almost like you You create that solid structure and foundation that creates safety. So if you're kind of quite amicable or accommodating, it's almost like you're kind of, that foundation is kind of sh- shaky. It's not, it's not, um, it's not kind of giving off that aura of safety. It's like, oh, I, I, anything could shift or change at any time. So if one client was like, actually, can you change the time? You'd be like, okay, I can do that. And then you've got all everybody else going, Oh well, actually, I can't, I can't make that time. So oh, hang on a minute, let me open up a different slot for you. And it's like you're just, you know, you're putting your energy in so many different directions and it can feel quite unsafe. But having said that, I'm quite an inconsistent person as well. So Uh, I don't think
1: that's necessarily a bad thing.
2: No, this, I say inconsistent, but for me, it's a very positive thing. I say inconsistent because that's how people kind of perceive the way that I could perceive the way that I work. If I have an appointment with a client and my body is feeling like actually right now, I can't show up for this person in the best way possible, then I will cancel a session without a blink of an eye or a thought of, you know, this is going to trigger them or whatever it is. If it triggers them, then it's going to bring something up for them that we can work on together. That, you well, know, maybe that's what shadow. they needed anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I think the also work inspired,
1: under- like it's an inspired work of like, this is the way it's going to be now, but maybe it's going to be different later.
2: Yeah. But this, I mean, for a lot of people who have not had the consistency in their childhood, that have been through a lot of trauma, they need structure, they need um, that foundation. And it can feel really, really unsafe and unsettling, which I completely, I completely resonate with and understand and empathize. But it's also again, it's an opportunity to become consciously aware of things that may be in their shadow that they didn't have any awareness of. An opportunity for healing it's not something that I do on purpose It's not like <laughs> I'm right today I'm gonna li- it's almost like I'm gonna literally sweep the carpet from underneath your feet so you get triggered as fuck and we can work on this part of your shadow it's not It's not like that. It's me honoring setting my boundaries and saying if I'm not feeling up to it and I don't feel that i'm going to give you like like being in my energy right now is going to um do you disservice it's going to be a disservice to you and myself. And I'm going to come away from the session feeling burnt out. You're going to come away feeling probably a little bit depleted because I've not been able to put my whole self into the environment. I'm honoring both of us. I'm also honoring my boundaries and where I'm at in the moment.
1: Yeah, I definitely relate to that. I feel like for me as a kid it was that like inconsistency and so to put myself into a structure is always difficult and then I'll be like hard on myself because I can't do the structure right but it's like that fine line of like the structure is helping you and the structure is hurting you so it's hard sometimes to know the difference um But I think like what you're saying as far as like your morning routine, I think something like that can be helpful of like, I just know it's going to be 20, 30 minutes of me and me and it doesn't have to be like, I do these 10 exercises every day. It's like the options are open and that can feel, for me, that feels comfortable because I'm like, I don't like to be the same all the time.
2: Exactly and it's about checking in with your body as well like one day she might want to do like a hip fucking workout the next day she might want to do a yoga workout the next day she might want to stay in bed for an hour you know she might want to go for a walk she might want to read a book she might want to just sit in the garden she might want to you know that's the paint paint. you know you love art it could be anything but it's constantly checking in you know what is it I need today what is it you would like from me today what can I do to support you this morning, so that you are feeling nurtured, supported and cared for throughout the rest of the day. Because that's what it is, really, ultimately, is that, you know, having a morning routine, as I said, this isn't something that I've always had. But it's something that I've really started to master and learn that actually, for me personally, again, it's not for everybody. And just because I'm doing it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it or anyone else has to fucking do it, you have to do what's right for you. But for me, it kind of gives me that foundation again. So it doesn't get to and then honoring the flow, the ebb and flow of my energy throughout the day, and not feeling the pressure to show up. If I don't feel like showing up, show my face, if I don't feel like showing my face, having a call with a client, if I don't feel like having a call with a client, because maybe I've had a fucking argument with my daughter, or something's happened, or do you know, what I mean, it's like, I don't want to have an argument with my daughter and then 10 minutes later jump on a call with a client.
1: That's not yeah. the energy
2: I want to bring in. To in.
1: <laughs> well, and then we have to like be, you know, to be a healer or, you know, it, you have to be in the right space for that. Like you could bring the energy forward, but like you're saying, it might, be depleting or it might not be the right time and it's really easy anything that's a business to to look at what is bringing me money like that as being the main reason to do something when when you're coming from this more spiritual perspective helping people spiritually sometimes there's other things that are going to be more important in the moment which is hard because obviously it's a business you want to make money like but there's other there's many other things at play it's not like you're just selling you know frozen yogurt or whatever
2: mm. and i just want to kind of reflect back to you there grace that so often in the moments where we do honor ourselves and where we're at in the moment that's exactly the time that we do call in the clients is that when we're looking after ourselves because the more that we prioritize ourselves, um, the more we're basically putting out the message to the universe and and saying, look, my well-being comes first. And I I trust if I want to spend five days in bed to rest, I I trust that I'm still going to be provided for financially. And it doesn't necessarily have to come through the business. I'm open to receiving money from all different directions.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's like, the really powerful thing to tap into because it doesn't have to only come in through the work you're putting out externally. Like I do session, you give me money. It can be much more than that. And the more that we can, you know, take care of ourselves, display that energy outward. I think more opportunities present themselves. Mm -hmm. I noticed that like if I'm working extra hard on myself, I'm usually doing more client work too. I don't think I don't like to think of it as hard work, but that's another thing. I'm glad thing. you
2: picked up on that. <laughs> I'm glad. I was, I was just contemplating, <laughs> shall I reflect that back to you the words that you just use when I'm working hard on myself?
1: yes yes thank you thank you thank you
2: (laughs) but you already picked up on it so I have to say nothing
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's great um yeah it's and I think the words we use are really their energy their magic whatever you want to think of it as Mm. so if I'm like this is so hard then it's going to stay that way, which is a really easy place for me to be in. Like, this is hard. This is painful. And not, this is expansive. This is helping me. Like, even if it feels difficult.
2: And that's one of the things that I love to tap into is that when any of my clients are going through a struggle, I try to offer them a different perspective. And how can you choose to see it in a different way and maybe a more positive light? It's not necessarily um, invalidating their experience or their feelings. I think it's very much, you know, it's very important to. validate the feelings honor the experience but at the same time you have a choice as to how long you want to stay in that suffering how long you want to stay there and how could i possibly view this experience in a different way because sometimes when we got, get caught up in ourselves and the, you know, in the noise in our heads, the voices in our heads, when we're trying to figure shit out, um, when everything feels a little bit noisy and chaotic and everything else, it's just we need to, that's when we can kind of, we need a different way or a different perspective to, to almost like snap us out of it. Not always, but often. And also a lot of the time is that that's actually when we need to drop into our bodies as well to quieten the mind.
1: It's Yeah, it's so easy to just spin in circles.
2: <laughs> it is. It really is. And if we're so used to being there, it's a safe place to be. It's a comfortable place to be. We will stay there. We will torment ourselves. We will sabotage ourselves because that's familiar.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and to yeah. have it any other way, it's just like, I don't know any other way. So again, we're kind of circling back to what I said before, having that guide, having that healer, having that coach, having that mentor to be the reflection, to offer you a different perspective as well. And to actually be that agent of positive shock.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's really powerful because like, I'm sure like myself, many people have, you know, family stuff or stuff that happened with their siblings or even in school that is like, Feeling shut down instead of having someone like give you that, the positive shock of like they tell you what you need to hear and might not feel good in the moment, but it's helpful in the long run. And I think a lot of people have that experience with their family and it feels super triggering. So to have that from someone that they can feel safe and comfortable with, like a healer, coach, therapist, whatever, is, I think, really important because you might not hear it if you're hearing it from that same person, like your mom or your dad or mm. your grandma. If, um, my gra- if, if my mom tells me shit, I'm like, I'm not listening. to <laughs> that. Yeah.
2: Well, there's so much, you know, we're so enmeshed in um, our families and there is often a lot of different dynamics and um, attachments in the family dynamic. <clears throat> and with friends as well. And often when we go to family or friends for advice, they are seeing things through their own lens. Yeah. Whereas when you pay for a service, when you invest in yourself with a healer or a coach or whatever, it's almost, it's coming from a place of neutrality. They don't give a shit about what's going Well, they do give a shit about what's going in your, on in your life, but they're not, but they're not judging well. you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not here to tell you necessarily what it is that you need to do. But I will say, have you thought about this? Perhaps this is something that you could do rather than I think you should, which is a lot of what family and friends will say. Well, I wouldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? That's the kind of phrases that they would say or, you know, it's almost like an open conversation rather than you should be doing it this way, that way or the other way. This is my opinion. And and kind of projecting their opinions, their thoughts, their views, their beliefs onto you. It's really difficult to navigate difficult situations. Um, if you're looking for advice, you know, if you're looking for avi- if you're looking for sound advice from somebody who's going to be completely neutral, that's absolutely fine. But I think so often when we're looking for advice from family or friends, it's because there's some sort of um, dynamic going on, perhaps even trauma bonds, codependent relationship, Uh, you know, the different attachment styles as well. So when you come into like the coaching environment, or the healing, like with an energy healer, it's almost like the coach, I'm going to speak for myself, the coach, and you as a client, there needs to be a secure attachment. So you need to feel safe, you need to feel like you can speak to them about anything. I feel like I'm completely going off on a tangent here. No, this is great. <laughs> like we're going around like woo, all over the place. No, this is what
1: we need to talk about. Um, I have, yeah. And I think that's what is helpful about what you do is you're open about yourself, your story, you know, you talk about your personal shit that you're working on. And that I think is not only beautiful to see okay like this is where you were this is where you are like you know that is helpful and hopeful for people but it also provides that safety like you're saying like if you can see yourself reflected in the person you're working with that makes you a lot more comfortable than you know booking someone just because they have you know three million followers or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that they're good at what they do or they're good for you
2: exactly Exactly. And I think connection is so, so important. It's so important. And yeah, I am a work in progress, as we all are. And I am an open book in most areas of my life. Um, And I just feel like it's really, really important for me to be an open book, but it's also something that I love to be. You no know, i don't think oh shit i need to be an open book so everybody will be able to you know certain people will no, be able to uh, this is just me. you just, this is just me <laughs> yeah this is who i am
1: <laughs> no i think yeah and i think that inspires me because like and like you said i think it's how you have to be like for me i had so much you know pain around not being heard not being listened to that's why i'm even doing the podcast is to heal that part of me that like okay when I talk, people are going to listen. And so it's like, you know, some of the stuff we do is for our own healing and then that can help support others. Like the more that you see and explore those parts of yourself.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Okay. So I'm curious to learn what happens. Okay. So you just shared that, you know, in some ways, recording and, and, you know, doing a podcast and everything is, is really helping and healing, healing for you in terms of being heard and everything else. I'm curious whether anything comes up for you when you see the amount of people that have listened to the podcast. Does it make you feel any type of way if there's perhaps less listeners one day or no listeners, for a couple of weeks or I I don't know I'm just curious as to whether that may bring anything up for you when you look at the statistics
1: I think so like I think when I first so I've been doing it almost a year and a half now I think when I first started it was almost intimidating in the opposite way like oh my god people are actually listening to this like fuck okay (laughs) um and it's not like I have a bajillion downloads but you know we're working on it um but I think sometimes I'll see certain episodes are less than others and that sometimes makes me I'm like oh was that like not as good and good or like, yeah, I can bring that up in my mind of like, mm, was that not as interesting? And that brings back, you know, stuff, I think, mm-hmm. just from my childhood, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is definitely something to, to think about and reflect. Because I think certain it's interesting, because I think certain times, just more people are listening. Um, Obviously, the guest episodes, sometimes people their audience will listen so that you know reflects in the numbers mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like um, certain subjects I'm like oh is this not interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's definitely I think uh, learning and healing for me to say okay like maybe this one got this many and the other one got way more doesn't mean that it necessarily was bad but it also can show me like where what what subjects are interesting to people?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so much to what you've just said. Um, yes, it can kind of highlight what people are kind of interested in, what fascinates people, but also to go to a place of, oh was there something wrong with this particular episode? Do people not like it? Um and for that to actually bring something up, it's almost like that wound of rejection.: Yes, of not being seen <laughs> heard, yeah. um, understood. And so th- and this can happen a lot. I mean, I-, I went through exactly the same thing, not with the podcast, um, because I didn't want to be I, di- I intentionally didn't want to become attached to the statistics, the because numbers. I knew that that trait would be there if I went there. And it's it's not that I was avoiding it, it was just actually I'm doing this because this is what I want to do for me. And if it helps at least one person, then that's absolutely, if one person a fucking week listens to my show, which is no longer, by the way, that, you know, that for me was enough. That for me was enough. And then anything more than that was like a bonus. It was like, oh my God, I got... Two listeners, do you know what I mean? And just how much gratitude you can have if you come at things from that perspective and almost like detach from, you know... If people don't listen to this, it's because I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or, you know, bringing up all of those rejection wounds or whatever it is. It's just like, actually, I'm going to show up because this is something I really fucking love to do. I'm doing this for me. And I know that if I do this for me and this inspires at least one person to listen and to listen, you know, repeatedly and they come back every week or even if they just come once and hear what they needed to know. For me, that's enough
1: especially for me with the guest episodes, like mainly it's exciting to me because I get to have conversations with people I think are cool. And in the long run, maybe I'll get to have conversations with people I've never even met. Like that is exciting to me. And then the solo episodes, I feel like it's very exciting for me because I get to explore different topics share things that maybe people haven't heard <laughs> I haven't talked about before so I feel like it's healing for me to record it but there is like still some element of like um, I, um, wanting to be seen but also wanting to hide <laughs> so mm. it's like yeah, that's it's what I'm so wanting to yeah. work on this year too my whole theme I pick a word to connect with over the year And my theme this year is visibility, just like, you know, opening up my intuitive visibility, my clairvoyance. I've been working on that, but also like with my work, just being comfortable, being seen or talked about or known or whatever, Mm. which can Mm. be hard.
2: It can be very hard. (laughs) Uh, It can be hard. And when you think that you're ready to become even more visible, the more visible you become, the more kind of expansive You know, the more you expand, the more challenges are going to arise. That's what I've noticed for myself as well. Uh, But I love that for you, that visibility. Uh, My word for the year was actually gentleness. Oh, I love that. To offer myself more gentleness because I have been, you know, some of the shit I've been through over the years, everything's always felt so fucking intense. And it's almost like I have got on this roller coaster of rock bottom, coming out the other side, let's go again, let's have a really good time, let's hit fucking rock and it just like this really kind of up and down, no stopping, keep going, really intense, dramatic, chaotic, all of the things and so this year it was like fuck that shit, I've had enough now, thank you for the lessons and everything else, I'm grateful but I don't want to have to do that anymore, I don't get to do that anymore because I'm choosing not to this year is going to be all about flow and gentleness and let's try that on for size and see where that goes
1: yes i love to hear that and that's helpful for me cuz it's so easy to be go 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 constantly um that to f- that's why i even like doing the well one of the reasons i even like doing the healing work for others is like that's a time where I can be quiet. Like I can tune into them. I can feel them, but I'm not talking, which is like most of the time I'm constantly talking. <laughs> so that's not a bad thing. A, but also,
2: you know, when we tune into others, when we help others, we're also healing ourselves. Yes. You know, we can transmute a lot of our stuff through the work that we do. It can be really cathartic for us as healers also, even though we're not necessarily, you know, we're not bringing our shit into the arena. We're kind of very um, discerning around our energy and all of those things. But actually, you know, the clients that come to us often are, you know, they're revealing aspects of ourselves that maybe still need a little bit of healing or maybe, I think I mentioned this earlier, we're kind of a couple of steps ahead of them and we know that we can help them in a certain way you know it's it's, everyone's a mirror everyone's a mirror there's an opportunity for healing in every single fucking encounter of your life if you choose to see it from that perspective yes and it's Uh, not about bypassing this is coming from a really grounded and anchored space this is coming from a place of Know we get a choice in every single situation. And if you haven't done the work and you're really reactive and you get triggered really fucking easily, and you get angry and go off on one, or whatever, you get stuck in those um a cycle of trauma responses, then there's work to be fucking done because you can actually come to a place of neutrality and go, I choose not to engage in this. Actually, this trigger is, yeah, this is highly like you know, this is teaching me something here that I maybe haven't dealt with, you know. Um, I choose not to go through this situation again I'm just gonna like okay enough already you know because we have we have fucking free will we have free choice and we get to say no we get to say enough is enough we get to participate when we want to and not when we don't
1: and that's so hard for people to learn if they you know are coming from like those codependent type of behaviors it's like to know it it literally is okay to say no (laughs) and it's
2: It's sometimes it's a difficult lesson to to learn but the best way to learn is literally by trying it seeing how it makes you feel and there will be a lot of visceral response your nervous system will probably react in some certain way um because codependency people pleasing is all like related to the fawn trauma response which is something you know the I could go on for days about this I just I just feel or I just want to share that it's super important for people to realize that they have a choice and who almost how do I want to say this honor the pause moments because I find that we don't honor the pause moments enough and when I say the pause moments the pause moments are the moments before the the moment in between the event that's happened and what happens next
1: you get to pause
2: And it's in that moment that can create magic.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to like not examine that in between, just to keep pushing stuff away, so that you can be human and do your little tasks. <laughs> <laughs> but if we want to keep living keep going like you have to look at those things or else yeah they'll show up later and for me it was pain but for other people it might be emotional stuff or you know catalytic events in their life or whatever
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah something something generally happens to make you pay attention listen <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It's almost as if you're forced to listen and pay attention. I'm just kind of... Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. I'm just sitting here and... pausing, actually, for a moment, because I feel like I haven't stopped talking since we started recording. And I'm going to be completely honest. I don't remember a fucking word that we've spoken about. (laughs)
1: that's okay that's sometimes it's like i see it as sometimes spirit can speak through us yeah so you know those Um, are the things that we needed to say today and you can always listen back if you want to hear what you
2: had to say (laughs) that's the thing though grace i'm going to be honest i i knew like before we got on this recording today I set the intention for anything to come through me that needed to be spoken about today. And it's in those moments. That's when I won't remember, but it's almost, do you see what I'm saying about this dissociation?
1: Yeah.
2: This is why when we forget <clears throat> the words that we've spoken or we're just, because this is what happens. I'm just allowing almost not dissociating from my body, but just allowing to for spirit to speak through me and almost like putting my human to one side not having my thinking brain involved and it is a little bit of a form of dissociation but at the same time because it's coming from a really grounded and safe space it's not a trauma response it's just me being open and channeling the information that's coming through and even though you know it may be a little bit kind of flowy and dotting around from subject to subject I know and trust that everything that we've spoken about today is exactly what it's supposed to be spoken about and so often this is what I'm I mean about you know doing things your way I would love to listen back to this episode but generally when I do things I don't tend to listen back to stuff because I just trust well
1: sometimes it's like it's not necessarily for you it's Mm for you through you like and you might heal by speaking those words and saying those things out loud but to listen back it it doesn't always necessarily you don't really always need that it's like you already kind of experienced it
2: but this even if you're not conscious
1: of it yeah
2: this is the trust piece (laughs) as well because i could walk away and go and sabotage and go oh fucking hell what the fuck did i just say i can't remember anything that i've just said Or I could just go, actually, whatever was said, I know it was meant to be said.
1: It's perfect just the way it is.
2: And I don't need, exactly, and I don't need validation. I don't need clarity. I don't need to fucking listen back to it or do any of those things because I just know, inherently know in my body, in my heart, in my soul, that everything we've spoken about today was exactly as it is and as it should be.
1: Yeah, and I see it as when we're dissociating or like leaving our body, we're like going out, we're going up. And when we're channeling, it's like that energy is coming in. So I think we're still in, at least in my experience and what I see for you. I don't think all channels are like that. I think sometimes they're up, but it's like it's you and then they also come in. So it's like this part of your brain is. Sinead or this part of your brain is Sinead and this part is (laughs) the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I see it on the left side for you.
2: Hmm. uh, (laughs) That's interesting.
1: Yeah. And then I think sometimes, you know, the guides and stuff, they can come in, they can talk through you too, but I feel like usually that is a different feeling, which I'm sure you've experienced. Mm
2: Mm-hmm yeah
1: well is there anything else you want to share with us like anything you have coming up for people to check out I know I saw you're doing a event I I don't know if that's going to be already passed by the time this airs though
2: yeah the event is actually on the 7th of April so I think it shall have passed but I'm sure the replay will be available um, when this episode gets released there are some exciting things coming up in the future. Uh, I'm going to be relaunching the Miracle Method, um, which is a group program, which is a six-month group program now to support, that takes, basically takes a holistic approach to support women to overcome and heal from sexual trauma. So there's that, and there's also a brand new offering that I am yet to release or speak about. It's kind of in the works. Um, and it's also a six-month program, and this is literally going to be um, spirituality through a trauma-informed lens. So learning how to navigate traumas, um, almost like doing all the shadow work, having all the tools that you need for whenever you go through the dark night of the soul or an ego death or anything else, teaching you all of those things and then teaching you how to open up spiritually from a really grounded and safe space. Almost like mastering the human because I think in a lot of psychic development programs, they miss that piece.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think that's what we really need. Like... I think it's so easy for people who have been traumatized or any kind of pain to go into spirituality or psychic work. And it becomes, I, I don't want to say dangerous because that sounds a little harsh, but it can be jarring, not not a very safe thing to do if you're not fully present. And so I think we really have to work on getting people comfortable so i feel like that will be very valuable.
2: Mm, mm. Yeah. I've There's a like... lot of shit
1: that's a little unethical. So to There's have There's a
2: whole lot of shit that's really unethical actually. Yeah. Very much so. And that's why i wanted to create something that kind of combines the two in terms of you know i think personally in my opinion to if you're going to be working with people regardless if you if you're a healer or a fucking what a shop assistant whatever it is it depends how up close and personal you get with people when you are a shop assistant but people are always you know if you are a shop assistant I'm going off on one now people are going to be telling you shit like telling you their life stories I think there should be some some form of training around being trauma informed yeah and energetic boundaries and all of those things and I think And this is the piece that I've never seen. I mean, I've seen people kind of offering, you know, let's go into shadow work, let's go into inner child healing, all of those things, and then open up your, uh, you know, your, your psychic abilities. But this program is literally going to teach you how to regulate your nervous system, how to navigate your triggers, how to uphold and maintain boundaries. um, Like in a really like established safety in the body all of those things first before we even look at what a fucking chakra is
1: i think that's really important and i think people go too fast or like we were talking about earlier people are already open in their crown their third eye like
2: yeah. massively
1: so but all the other shit is all crunched up <laughs>
2: it's, it's it's um it's not sustainable you know, you can't, you can't stay up there if you haven't worked on being down here, mastering your human, as I kind of mentioned a couple of times, um, and mastering those lower three chakras. So it's, it's, it's all intrinsically connected. And this is what I kind of want to bring out into the world is something, you know, a psychic, almost like a psychic development, or a spiritual development group program, through a trauma informed lens. So giving you all the tools, again, that you can come back to time and time and time and time and time and time again, um, before you even go into that spirituality, opening up your gifts and everything else. Six month program. It's not launching yet. It's probably going to launch in June, but this is the first time I've actually spoken about it in public outside of the relationship I have with my coach and my mentor. (laughs)
1: We're putting it out in the universe. We're putting it out in yeah. the universe, and
2: I'm calling in so many people. So, uh, if you're curious to learn more, <clears throat> feel free to reach out out to me. There's nothing set up. There's no sales page. There's no fucking anything set up right now. But I know, I know how the program's going to go. I know all the subjects. I have all the content. It's just a okay. case. So I know the price point. You know, I have everything there. I just have no self page right now. <laughs> so yeah, just the
1: logistical so stuff. just the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll put your information in the show notes and people can find you. And um y'all should definitely follow Sinead on Instagram. I love watching your stories.
2: Oh, <laughs> you so so much. Well, you always
1: talk like you'll talk and you know, share information, but it's just cool also just to see like what you're doing and. I like to see the horse horses and all the stuff you were doing for a while
2: yeah my oh yeah I would I started horse riding lessons didn't I uh I haven't done that since (laughs) but for me I could talk to you for hours uh but for me like I used to be scared of horses like from the age of I was kicked by a wild horse when I was five And I was absolutely petrified of horses ever since. And then I got to my 30th birthday and I made the decision. There was like this big, I'd gone for dinner. There was this big um, horse and cart outside the restaurant. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to be afraid of horses anymore. So I went outside, I pet the horse and that was it. The fear was done and dusted. But the next thing was, is that I hadn't actually got on a horse since I was 12. And the last, when I was 12, it petrified me and it I was crying hysterical panic attacks you name it it was all going off so my daughter is so into horses and I love watching her and they're so such majestic creatures I was like Do you know what one day when we have a horse we're gonna have two horses because I'm not gonna let her go out riding on a ride <laughs> I want to fucking get involved we're gonna go galloping off into the wilderness so I want to learn to ride so I Combatted another fear and Amazing. i think a lot of it was related to past life as well because <laughs> i felt like when i got back on the horse this time get back on the horse that's very uh cliche um it was almost as if i've done this before and i felt powerful
1: do you feel like you've had past lives in ireland
2: yes i have a lot of ancestors here
1: i do too i want to i want to go i want to visit i want my ancestors are in irish county cork i don't know like what side that is of ireland
2: that is down from me a couple of counties down from me
1: yeah i don't know like i know there's some people that are still living there but i don't have their names but I'm curious. It'll come to you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. I love to listen to you talk and share some some stuff with
2: us. Some nuggets.
1: Yeah, little nuggets. Awesome.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and I'll put all she needs info in the show notes. Y'all can check her out and. You do private coaching too, right? Mm. So if people want to work one-on-one.
2: Yes, I do. I do. I have, um, I work with people for six weeks, um, almost like this, it's called the quantum shift. (laughs) So if you know anything about me by now from listening to this podcast, you'll probably know that, uh, well, you may or may not know. Um, I'm not going to make any assumptions that, you know, the work that I do can be quite quick you may experience quite a rapid transformation. So if it's something that's been with you for a while that you're ready to shift and kind of transmute and leave behind and and kind of unleash this new you, the quantum shift is perfect. Uh, It's a six-week container where we would have three face-to-face sessions and it could be coaching, it could be energy healing, it could be a combination of both. And then you'll have support, like vocal coaching as well over Voxer. For 30 days. So there's that. And then I do a six month one-to-one mentorship. Um six month or twelve month. Um, and that is quite similar, but yeah.
1: Just a longer, longer period.
2: Yes. Yes. With that, do you
1: meet with people like once a month?
2: Uh with the six month mentorship, it's every other week. And again, oh with damn, the-
1: you're going deep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was working with people every single week, but what I started to notice is that there was no no time for integration, no time for that pause, and I think that we can get on, have this tendency to get on the hamster wheel of healing and just keep going and keep going and keep going, and that really perpetuates that hustle culture, Um, so I decided to almost like, let's do it, and the other thing was, is that as well, is that when my client's signing up for me for three months... Um, they were extending their contracts. Like the majority of my clients will extend their contracts with me. And I wanted to create something that wasn't going to have them feeling, okay, now I've got to do it again next week. Now I've got to and just keep going and keep going and keep going. So I've created more space in this six month container. Um, and then you still have that consistency and that support through Foxa. And, you know, face to face coaching and healing is just as powerful sorry, let me rephrase that. Having that box of voice support is just as powerful as face-to-face coaching or healing. My voice and the energy that I channel through my voice is very, you know, it can quite make quite an impact as well. And sometimes it isn't the case of, I need to see you face-to-face to discuss something. Sometimes it's like, I need to to get this off my chest, to process something, and I need your input, or I not I need your input, but I would like your input, or whatever it is. So it's almost like it's that it's combining the two elements of face to face and the vocal.
1: Amazing, yeah. So if y'all are interested in connecting with you need you can reach out to her. Yeah, your voice is so soothing, but that but it's also like um, the energy, like you're saying. So just to listen to this episode, I'm sure some thoughts and things will come up for people. So if you have questions, you can always reach out to Sinead or myself and that's about it.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I love talking with you today and we will see y'all next week. Bye Bye. For listening to the Angel Face Magic Hour. If you could take a minute to please rate and review the podcast, give us a little five star magic, and follow us on Instagram at angelface.grace and the podcast Instagram, Angel Face Magic Hour. We love you very much, and I'll see you next week.